0: This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, people, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number five. This is week three, and I'll be back here every Monday and Thursday morning, growing and learning and sharing with you in real time. Today I'm going to share a conversation I had a few days ago with my dear friend and amazing visual artist, Jason Palmieri. We talked about his paintings, Peacock Mural in the Rack Shack, tattoos, and the Arkansas Tornado. We caught up in real time, and we had a good time. If you're having a good time listening to these conversations, please let me know by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, rating, emailing, calling, or if you catch me in person, telling me with real live words. I want to hear from you. But right now, I want you to hear my talk with Jason Paul Mary. So let's have a conversation. Definitely hear you. Awesome, loud and clear. We're in business. Jason Paul Mary, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here.
0: It's good to have you here. Congratulations. Thank you, man. <laughs> you too. Thank you on everything. You've been uh, on the road.
1: You've I've been doing been, this and yeah. that. It's been hard to catch you in town. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, traveling a lot. I think I've only been back in Brooklyn for about three months at a time. And then I, then something else happens and I'm like jumping like the little magic ship and I go off on the road again, but everything's been good. It's been like new. It's, um, it's been, uh, like quite an adventure. Like the first time going out, we, it was like me and my new girlfriend, uh, her name's Niana. And, um, We got invited to go down to Texas to go to, well, first off, she does a lot of vintage uh, clothing, and then she's been doing a lot of new things um, with, like, HBO, and uh, it's totally a different world for me, and I was actually talking to Laura upstairs about it, and I guess, like, growing up, like, working, like, mother, single mother, working, um, I had to, like, go out and find my own clothes, I guess. I would go to, like, Salvation Army and pick things up. And I was, like, the weird kid in school because I was sewing my own, sewing my own jeans together because, like, I couldn't go out and afford those pair of, like, Jinkos mm. old school shit. Yeah. And uh, so I guess, like, I was always, like, interested in clothing. And uh, um, so getting into this new adventure with her wasn't that odd or uh, hard as I – like thought it would be, so then we started uh, meeting people from HBO, these stylists, and then we started going down to Texas, traveling to some of her warehouses where she gets the goods, and then um, while we were on the road, we just decided to stay on the road, and uh, we just started living out of the van, going from uh, Texas to, like, Arizona, um, New Mexico, utah utah is a beautiful country like sorry (laughs) state Mm -hmm. um it was just super cool and then from california and then back and i spent like my birthday on the road with my dad honestly that i just kind of met at the age of 39 wow i met him one time when i was 19 and then now well, congratulations on you know
0: re- reconnecting. I think is always good. I have extended family, so I, n- I know how that can that can be family dynamics and whatnot. Um, so going back, because you said the stuff that you've been up to recently is kind of a new, new world, new frontier. Yeah. You mentioned uh, growing up. Um, you grew up from uh, Baltimore, right? Baltimore, I'm Maryland. Correct? Born
1: in yeah, born in California, but left when I was super young, so I don't remember much of it at all.
0: Uh, what part of what ca- part of California were you born in?
1: Um, they call me a desert rat, and I didn't ever heard that term before until I told somebody uh, that I was from uh, San Bernardino. San Bernardino. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, you're a desert rat." <laughs> I kind
0: of know about San Bernardino. Um, I know the like fictional version from GTA, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, it's funny. Cause I know Cali and I'm a West coast boy, but you know, I'm from the Northwest, but yeah. Yeah. I know, know about the desert outside of, you know, so it's
1: Southern California, but like it's yeah. Southern California. But then just, if you're like, yeah, go South from LA and then just go eat like, yeah. East. And then you're boom there. And I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember I grew up one like my 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 aunt's farm. We had like mm. like horses, but it wasn't like a ranch. It wasn't like this beautiful <laughs> green acres. No, it was like a dust pole. Yeah, like we had some chickens and we had some horses and uh I remember getting stung by a bunch of fucking hornets and then we were out of there.
0: <laughs> Stuck, stung by a bunch of hornets. Yeah um uh, like did you run into a nest or how no did i was happen? goofing
1: off as a kid and i was climbing this uh you know california they always have like stucco walls yeah they don't have like fences they just have like cement white stucco walls mm. whenever i see that one scene in what is it boys in the hood where the the, the young dude runs off and he gets shot yeah ricky he's walking through the alleyways mm. those white stucco walls are everywhere in California. Like that's what divided your your lawn, your property. And I was climbing over one of those, and uh, boom, put my hand right in like a hornet's nest. And my sister just sat there and watched me, and I was like crying. And I was like, "Help me, help me!" And she was like, "No, I ain't no dummy. You're the dummy." <laughs> and I and I remember that. And then uh, I grew up with my 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 aunt, and then her two shitty kids. They used to torment me. <laughs> my cousin David. He's cool now, I guess. I don't really talk to him, but he used to uh, try to throw me in the swimming pool mm. and drown me because yeah, I couldn't swim. I didn't learn how to swim until I was like 14 in yeah. Baltimore, where I really grew up at. I will say uh, maybe just turn
0: this way so that uh, the mic, then the mic won't, if you're uh, facing w- me. Yeah, there we go.
1: Pick up. There we yep.
0: go. I mean, I'm picking you up, but yeah, just so that all the listeners pick you up too. Um, yeah, I have to apologize for
1: my Baltimore accent, um, honestly.
0: <laughs> I accept your apology. Um, but nah, I, I understand. Um, the accent's fine. I Thanks. think you're coming through clear. Good.
1: My you homies know? that live here in New York, uh, they don't know how I picked up the Baltimore accent way more than they did. <laughs>
0: I've I've seen it. Um, it's funny, like I've seen people definitely when we've been hanging out, um, and if they didn't know you or just all of a sudden are hearing you they're just like you know, the, wait a second, man, where are you from yeah. exactly trying to figure you out? They're like,
1: are you just really drunk? You're slurring <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am drunk, and I'm from Baltimore, so it's getting worser by the second.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so you moved to Baltimore.
1: Moved, um, to ba- moved to Baltimore with my mom, my sis, and uh, grew up there, and uh, I had some friends that moved out here um, in New York. In like 2006, and I was still in Baltimore, and uh, I spent a small like part of my time. I moved from Baltimore to Miami. I I approached. I uh, did some like, I did some photography. I was trying out like fashion photography from when I was like, in my early 20s. <clears throat> I was always drawing. I was always an artist. Um, I was always an artist since I was real young. Like I remember like elementary school, I was drawing and drawing and drawing, getting in trouble, drawing, not listening to teachers. It was like my way out or my way. And when he says
0: uh, drawing, he means uh, drawing, drawing, for, depending on where you're from. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not like drawing some guns. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> I told you. My, I already knew it. Oh man, I just, I just had to bust you right hey, out I love just it a little bit. No, let's do it. Um,
0: okay, but so you were drawing, you were always drawing, growing yes, up. drawing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, you don't have to conform. I'm not saying no, that you have to I don't even know until are.
1: somebody says something. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but so. So it started from way back. Way back when I was a kid. And my mom, she always was like encouraging me. And uh, I used to think like I was pretty good until, you know, I started like really growing up and then like looking at other artists and like really admiring them. And at a, I guess, I really didn't really, I mean, art was always there. It was always in the back of my mind. And it was always something I did, but it was like something I just did for myself. Like behind closed doors, I was just like drawing. I grew up in Baltimore with my grandparents and my mother. And uh, I grew up with my grandparents and my grandfather and my mother and my sis until I was around 16. So that's a long time, like living with your grandparents from like seven to like 16. And there wasn't like a lot of people in the neighborhood. So literally, and my grandparents were pretty strict. So a lot of time I just spent drawing Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my room, drawing crazy shit. Like even going through puberty, growing like growing pains, uh, drawing like like nude women, like what I thought women looked like nude. And I remember one time it was really embarrassing. My grandfather found the drawings. You know, it's funny. um, I I
0: remember for me actually with singing a similar period of time, not the nude, but (laughs) we'll get back to that. But (laughs) um, I remember, uh, yeah, probably also that too at the same period of time, definitely. But um the thing that i remember about singing that you just reminded me of is there was a period of time where in my free i would just go in my room and just sing like whether it was like singing along with the radio right. or what but just there were hours that's some of the hours you know putting in of well, just, also
1: with like the radio i think you and i are the same age you know and like but we i'm a little bit younger okay but. okay daddy <laughs> 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 but i mean like we grew up in like a really cool era where we had like the the radio yeah and like the tape cassette yeah you know like the little boom box I mean, we made tapes made the mixtapes we made the mix that was tapes. the move that man. was especially the move. when
0: you get a little bit older you know you get For like late sure. high school just after high school that's yeah. what started phasing out but um
1: but then you remember like
0: mixtapes recording recording that was the, the hardest
1: one because like you were like yo i gotta hit this right I got yeah. to hit the record. What was it? You had to hit what together? It was you play and
0: record. Play and record, and then if you had a pause button, that was the move. You could either pause. So depending on the thing, there are different techniques. If yeah. you didn't have pause, so you, what I would do is I would play and record, and then you go a little bit past the song, like when the DJ comes back in. Oh, where you? And like then you kinda... go back. Oh, rewind. man. I needed to hang out with you yeah, when I was a so kid. Yeah, so that's how you have the smooth transition. No so You shit. don't have the, like... Mine was never smooth. Mine was mad <laughs> janky.
1: <laughs> Girls would be like, that's, that, that, thanks, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, seriously. But we grew up in a cool era. Uh, we had to, like, make our own shit. We had to make, like, things fun for ourselves. It's
0: interesting, though, because I think now with social media and all these different platforms, this... It's a weird era for us, like because it's like uncharted territory and it's like a whole new thing. Yeah. But for some kids, like for instance, like the Parkland kids, um, like oh, the yeah. the survivors of the shooting, yeah. um, they, uh, because they kind of have grown up with social media, they're now able to like leverage really social media and like, for ad- change in yes. the world and for like elevating their voice, you know, right?
1: Which is we didn't have that. No, we, we didn't had have some.
0: That. We had some cool stuff too. We had.
1: I was drawing boobies, and my grandpa was being like, "What are these?" Yeah, these kids nowadays. um...
0: Your grandpa knew what they were, by the (laughs) way. (laughs) I hope he did.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So, but so
0: then you go from drawing, and how did you? Because I know, I know you from. I
1: definitely went to some janky public Baltimore schools, Mm -hmm. so like the art programs there were okay, and. Um, I just remember like really getting into whatever was art. Like if it was like after school um, classes with like the teacher. Like I would hang out with like the art teacher. Like I was totally like, hey, Mr. Kirkpatrick. That was like his name. I remember like my middle school art teacher. I would, like, can I like you know do some extra credit work and. You know, I just, like, really wanted to be around these artists and then, like, hang out with them. Like, because my mother, she was, like, a doodler. She was really good. She, But, like, I guess, like, she was a busy, busy mom. Like, she was working and going to school at the same time. My grandfather, he was a musician. He was, like, a trumpet player, old-school Italian. Uh, My uncle
0: was a trumpet player. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So, but he was, like, very strict on himself. So then in that way, he was also strict – with like the kids and he had like the basement like you didn't go in the basement cuz that was like grandpa like that's where he made like the he made uh the on the lathe he made the trumpet the mouthpieces. Oh His, wow. Yeah, he would spend like hours and hours down there and it was like do 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 do. Oh my god. He used to drive me nuts as a kid. Used to be like oh shit. But um yeah, so, but then, like, when he found, like, going back to, like, him finding all, like, these uh, drawings of, like, these women that I thought, you know, like, drawing boobs and, like, ladies and whatever, he found them, and instead of, like, being, like, weird about it, he had some old school art books, and he was like, hey, these are my old drawings, drawings, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know that my grandfather was a draw drawer, and uh, or just an artist, sorry, And uh, he really opened up my eyes. He showed me, like, these books. He showed me, like, his old drawings um, that he used to do for, like, magazines of men in sports jackets. And he used to get paid back in the day when, like, you know, that was, like, the the deal. That was the job. Yeah. And uh, and it was really cool because I didn't know about my grandpa. And uh, he's still alive today. He's 85. And he lives in Baltimore. He's chilling. And... uh, yeah, like he was a strict old dude, but then you like you learn a lot from him, um, as you do. I guess you grow up and then you, you you respect like how you were like treated as like a kid.
0: Well, and that's cool. Like when somebody discovers something you're kind of hiding, um, and yeah. instead of discouraging it, like recognizes and kind of encourages you, yeah. like in a direction.
1: You know. So from there, I just went on to like middle school, um, high school, and. Um, you know, I had some. I was like playing around with a lot of paintings. Like, I started, like I remember I had this job with uh, the newspaper, it was like a crappy, horrible job. We used to go door to door and ask for, oh, not the high school newspaper, no, like no, nah, no, no, sorry, which uh, was that
0: the Baltimore? It was the Baltimore Sun, Sun okay. the Baltimore Sun, and yeah. And this
1: dude would pick you up in a van, and you'd be with like. Seven. Sounds legit. It's super <laughs> creepy. This dude would pick you up in a van with like seven other kids. They were, you're like teenager. And you'd go to like some shitty parts of Baltimore. And we'd be like, yo, why do we go to like such shitty parts of Baltimore uh, to try to sell these fucking mag, like these newspapers to people that don't have money? And like the, the answer was totally fucked up. He was like, because people with no money don't give a fuck. And they'll sign anything. And it was so crazy, like, uh, it because it was super true. And, like, but it was crazy because, like, you would go to door to door. You would just be, like, 17, 16, going to, like, some shitty part of the city. Um going down and the dude be like i'm gonna drop you off because i was like a fat chubby kid and he's like i'm gonna drop you off with like uh sasha which is this like young asian girl that weighs like a hundred pounds and i was like yo just because i'm a big chubby kid doesn't mean like i know how to fight and i'm not gonna fight for sasha i'm gonna push sasha down and i'm gonna fucking run (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm still friends with sasha to this day she's a sweetheart (laughs) um but um, it was crazy. So one day, I knocked on this door, and this lady was super nice. She invited me in, and like a dumb 16-year-old kid, I just went in the house because, like, you just you just needed that signature. Like, you had to get paid. And you would just be like, yeah, sure, blah, 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 something, something a month. And uh, she invited me in. She was like, I don't have any money, but I have all these old oil paints. And I mean, like, a ton. So I remember, like, just taking all the newspapers that I was supposed to like give out or sell. I just ditched them right on the street and took all these ladies' like used oil paints. Like, I mean, a ton. Like the kind of oil paints that would have cost me like a ton of money as like a young sixteen-year-old kid. I remember taking all these oil paints, put them in like this big. Well. Wait, how did she? How did she? We started talking. Okay. We just like she was like, cause like the whole the, yeah, that was like part of it. Like you had to like come up with like a like a like a like a scheme. Mm-hmm. Like you had to come up with like a reason why you were like 16 years, 16 years old, going door to door and trying to like raise money for like yourself for the sun paper. So one of mine, because you just had to make up something, they didn't give you like a piece of paper and they were like, practice this. You had, it kind of had to come from like the heart. And I guess yeah. mine was like, I'm trying to make money to like become like this dude. That knows like what I'm doing with like the art world, trying to like get my canvas game on, trying to get some paints, trying to get like you know just trying to be like a young ass artist. And she was like, "Dope! I don't have money, but I have all these old oil paints." And I was like, "Let's do it."
0: And it's that's super important right there. I think like a, that aspect of things, like the as an artist, you know, you have to learn how to. People talk about selling your art and stuff, but part yeah. of it is selling yourself. Part of it's selling yourself, but I think, like, the dream. and there's different ways, and there's courses, and there's um, coaches, and blah, yeah. blah, blah, that can, like, there are, like, effective strategies, if but at the one, end of the day, <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, also, like, if you have the ability to express who you are yeah. and, like, connect to people genuinely, yeah, that's really what all those courses and stuff are trying to say it's like really about. i, I love what you're
1: saying right now because honestly um i've done i've done pretty decent in the past like two years with art shows and um the only way i really do well is literally it's one-on-one yeah with people with my art hanging up like i can send my artwork out on like you know different websites to people but I really truly feel like if I'm not there, you don't get like the full experience because like every painting I have that I kind of have like a background to each one and where I was at and what mood I was feeling. And I remember like, especially like my last art show, I was like exhausted after like I said a three day show. And I was like mentally drained, emotionally drained. Cause like I would go over the same stories which I don't mind, like I love telling the stories, but I would go over the same stories um, like over like 70 times a day for like three days straight on each painting. And uh, it was funny because like most of the times I was just speaking and I know that the people that I'm talking to, I have no idea if they want to buy the painting. They're normally just there listening to this story this guy's like telling and like me coming on the air right now with you, this is like kinda like the first time I've done this much talking without a painting behind me. Right. So at first I was a little like, oh man, because I listened to some of these beautiful people that you've had on the show prior to me and I was like, Yo, these dudes can talk and I was like, I hope I can do them just. I'm like- just saying,
0: I was not worried about <laughs> you. I was not worried at all. <laughs> like
1: uh, you're like, No Jay can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, and the and the rose. And also helps. like you're
0: yes, and thank you for the bringing the rose, <laughs> of sir. Of course. Uh salute.
1: Thank you. I walked into the wine shop like a total snob. And, <laughs> and I was like, yo, let me get that Ma-, I was like, yo, let me get that Matthias. And, and he goes, You mean the Grangier? And I was like, Yeah, dude, don't correct me <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, man.
0: You just you didn't hear. You didn't like you you're not knowing. Yeah. Um I was like, I knew that. <laughs> I will point out though to everybody listening, um you're painting Oh, yeah, may not be yeah. behind you but actually it's there's one thing I, that is I behind noticed me. that guy yeah um that's the fozzy, fozzy bear upstairs. wolf from upstairs um and also your um mural upstairs in the rack shack mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. if you check out the instagrams the mural that you see the peacock that's one of jason's many yeah. many works
1: thank you it was uh it was fun doing it and then i saw that they put the um they took the stairway away, away. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Cause that was the hardest part was like trying to be on that ladder. Yeah. On top of the stairs. And then your lovely wife was able to require acquire. Sorry. Um, that awesome ladder that had like the different, like the, the one, the, the one yes, legs would the go up. Level. W- yeah.
0: So there's a story behind that little ladder. <laughs> we were at home Depot and we've looked online and outside, there was a sign for that ladder and there was like a price on it, but we couldn't find like the tag or whatever. We took it inside. They right. sold it. And it was just like a weird home it was like a big Home Depot and everything. And then so we had the receipt. We bought it and everything. Like but they couldn't find the barcode and everything.
1: They were just like, This is the price, I guess. Or yeah, what? but
0: then I'm not sure if it was supposed to be a rental or what <laughs> Cause as I was leaving, like, I was like, was it was $17. really, well, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was like a hundred bucks, but like online, those ladders are yeah, kind of pricey. pricey. Um, but I don't know. So <laughs> we, you're met. like,
1: got them. <laughs> <laughs> <See ya. laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I don't know where that falls, but I mean, we did inquire. We did ask, like we did say, Hey, did, so we just grabbed this ladder. Yeah. Um, but it was like on the way out. I'm like, Wait a second. They're like, bro, There's nobody 17. out there. Yeah, it's complicated.
1: <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> I don't care. I got to wear this vest.
0: <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about your art in general, or do you want to talk about uh, specific pieces you've done at all? Like, a...
1: um, um, Pieces. You want to...
0: Like, I think of whatever What about that one... piece that
1: we got for your wedding? For my wedding? The tattoo Oh, pieces. yeah, yeah. Remember that guy? Definitely. What was that? That was a thing we dreamed up in a diner.
0: Yeah. I think Tina's diner. Tina's um, diner. So I got married to uh, Laura, who's upstairs, um, owns the Rack Shack uh, a couple years ago. She's from Amsterdam. Um, Amsterdam, they have the tulips, and they have this royal seal, which is a crown um, I think it's the crown, kind of with the tulips. Yeah, um, I think
1: it is. It falls on that there's that realm.
0: Yeah, and there's the three X's, and so I had like a bootleg version of a tulip, or I might have had the idea of combining the tulip and the crown. Um, and I showed Jason here my bootleg version. Yeah, and he was like, "How about a Basquiat crown?" And kind of like made it a more it of a, a piece. Bit. Like yeah. I had the an idea. And then we took that piece, and I took a picture of that sketch, and Jason <laughs> and my brother, Michael Stevens, um, and we, the night before the wedding, took we, it to a
1: tattoo artist. It, but it wasn't just a tattoo artist. Yeah, we she was dope. To, she was like the dopest queen <laughs> yeah. tattoo artist all in Amsterdam, and we kind of didn't even know. We just rolled up on her, <laughs> Yeah, and we were like... Uh, what's up? We have about this much money. <laughs> We're like, let's get this done. Can we do this tonight? Tonight. With no appointment. No appointment. <laughs> and she's like a fucking star. She's like, she's got, I mean, she's got like billboards in like Amsterdam about her. And we just roll up on her like these, these dudes from Brooklyn. And I think we just told her your story and she was like, okay, okay, okay <laughs> we can get this done. Do you remember the, like she had a bouncer. Yep. That's how important she was. She had a bouncer at the door and that dude was big. He was like a Fast and Furious character. like.
0: I <laughs> mean, I've been working out, brother. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, know, I noticed
1: when I came in. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, yo, he's big enough to take out that dude in Amsterdam now. I mean, almost. 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 No, dude, that dude was <laughs> grimy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right, besides that piece, um, I've kind of been like scaling back on my style a little bit. Because, um, like... Um, like when I
0: think of you, I think of uh just off the bat, I think of no regrets, yeah, I think of the skeleton and the light bulb, um I, I think some of old the, the old pig. school pieces, yeah, the piggy,
1: the pig, um yeah, everyone loves the pig it's the it's the pink, no, it's the I can't even think it's purple, it's the purple pig um and it's crazy, I've been kind of, I don't know I' bet I've had some good luck where i've I've actually, like if you were to go on my website right now, because I haven't updated it in like a, a minute, like you can go on that website and be like, "Oh, I want to buy this painting." And I'm like, "Sorry, somebody." Is already... that Jason um, or... No, just PalmaryArt.com. Palmeryart.com. Yeah, and um, I gotta, and I have some new paintings. I just gotta like clean up my website because I've been traveling and I haven't really been paying attention to it. Um, but like the fire has been burning inside me right now, and I just reading up on Bushwick Open Studios, and I'm like. I I have like a soft spot in my heart for Bushwick of the studios and I didn't do it last year um, because I was on the road and I was like, damn, that's that's sad because I've been doing it for so long. And uh, I had I had much I had a lot of success with it in 2016. um, I sold like six paintings and it wasn't like, you know, and it was it was a lot of love because it wasn't like people that I even know. It was just like total strangers I came up. That. Never they were like, don't know you, love your art. And I was like, what? And then and I wasn't and I wasn't selling it cheap either. Cause I really wanted to push myself, my boundaries, and like my self-respect. And I was like, um, cause I really I really loved my pieces. And I yeah. was like, I don't have to, like I'm working hard. Daddy's got a real job too. Like, so I was like, all right, well, I don't have to necessarily sell these pieces. I want to like keep them at a price where I can like, you know, feel good about it and respect myself. And people were like, "Yo, it's worth it. Let's let's make the deal happen." And I was like, I walked away. It was like there was three days, and I was like so full of emotion because I sold six paintings, and you know, it wasn't it was like no Trump change either. And I was like, "Damn, um, I'm gonna call my mom up, but like your little boy made it," and uh, she was. <laughs> My mom's super crazy, like emotional and I'm only joking like there's a lot more than I can do in my life with the artwork but my mom when I caught her up she starts crying and she's like, oh my god and then I'm like, mom, it's it's I just sold six paintings she's like, you're gonna be in you know the newspaper I'm like, mom, there's a million artists in New York City. it's okay like there's so much talent here it's like it's a big hustle and uh, the- but that's
0: makes it even more um fulfilling when you have those victories you know yeah when you have those victories amongst the wolves and sharks and everybody it feels
1: like ginormous and then you go you have to step back and not get like a big head about it because you're like okay this is happening right now but like what's gonna happen by next year Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like what happened also with me, I stepped back a Ooh, little. Too hold on,
0: let me uh, hit that. Go, go ahead, keep talking. I
1: felt like I, I, I stepped back like a little bit too much uh, because I took a little bit too much time off. But then I started like a whole new thing because um, uh, I met this beautiful woman. Her name's Niana. And uh, she, she's been doing a lot of styling gigs. And then she brought me on to that And that's kind of like my new thing lately is like these styling gigs. And at first I was like, yeah, sure. Like we just, I was like, how does it work? She's like, okay, these people, they give me a budget. Um, They have like a big show. Um, we, We go out and we get them super great things and we style out like the area. And I was like, so... So is it kind of like set design? It's kind of like set design, but it's bigger, because it's for, like, the past two jobs we've done was, like, for YouTube and then Google. So I went down to Austin to work South by Southwest, and um, I felt really blessed, because, like, normally I'd be with her, and I'd be helping her out, because, like, I'm still learning all the ropes. But there was uh, these two jobs where she was working this um, YouTube event styling... Their, um, their event space out for South by Southwest. And then Google called her up and was like, um, Can you do this? But she's like, I can't, but I can send you Jason. And they were like, Who's Jason? And she's like, We're a team. We're awesome. Um, he can do it. So then, like, I felt great because then she kind of just like handed me that baton, like that race, boom. And then I was like, "No problem, I got this." And then they were like, "All right, you're gonna be styling out <laughs> this shed for T Pain." And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, T Pain's gonna come to." Shout it. out
0: to T Pain. T Pain
1: was fucking amazing. He did it like acoustic.
0: This dude can sing. I know. I saw his really tiny. Can really sing. I became a fan when I saw his tiny desk. I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't even see. That's the thing when you. A can... lot of people say they can
1: do. Yeah. I I I haven't even seen the tiny desk yet. I just Mm. when you mentioned it earlier, I was like, "Yeah, was that like a T Pain thing?" Because somebody just told me about that because I was telling them the story about how T Pain was amazing, and like it's crazy because like he's the dude that started what is the um the voice thing the auto tunes the auto tunes and that's kind of like you you kind of knew well I don't know if everybody just me maybe I'm ignorant but like I knew T Pain is like the auto auto tune dude no he's he's synonymous he's, with it right and then he's like so then I started joking around and I was like I was like, yo, T Pain's just smart. He's just trying to save his voice. So when he's like 80, he still has a voice. It's, so he's just doing that. He's just it, doing that auto tune shit in the it's beginning. A, it's actually, um,
0: <laughs> it's actually in like I wouldn't believe it because other people say, Oh no, I'm doing it for the style of it. Um, a lot of people say that, but can't really sure. sing. Um, that dude. He did it because he he just wanted a way to like get his voice to separate his voice from, from everything else that was out there I at figured. the time. And I wouldn't have believed it, but his Tiny Desk concert I saw, um, which is – that's the NPR Tiny Desk thing. Yo,
1: I'll show you a clip. I got a, I took a video of him, and, like, um, I felt mad happy. Like, I was super proud that, like, I, I made this shed because they were like, this is the shed. They're like, um, we didn't know that T-Pain was coming. Or we were we were waiting to hear back from like his dude to see if like he was gonna do it. Um, so then we're like, boom, T Pain's gonna. So it's Google House in Austin. They're like, T Pain's gonna do it. So we need a place for him to perform. You should put that up on your site too. Like if you have pictures like,
0: of and stuff. Like just as another homie. Like thing. I, ju- I I
1: just <laughs> like uh, I I'm totally working on it right now. Yeah. Like I just ha- I have to like really just change my whole site over now because like I'm literally in like this new world of styling. Um. And I felt, like, super great about it because I made, like, this little shed, like, this total, like, bohemian um, little playground. Like, I just, you know, just decked it out. It looked, there was candles everywhere. So it was just, like, tea pain this dude on a piano. We took an upright, old upright piano, and we gutted it out. And then we put, like, a $1,000 Casio inside of it. Nice. So it was just, like, this antique, vintage-looking, like, old piano with, like, this, like, $1 million fucking sound coming out of it. It was, so it's
0: like a reclaimed. Yeah. We just, um, yeah. It was so sick.
1: Yeah. It was so sick. And then T-Pain did his thing. And it was great too because So it was him and a piano player? That was it. I think that's what he did for the tiny Desk, too. Yeah. And like he and he didn't even have like a thing ready. He just came out, um, and whatever somebody asked him to play from like the little audience, he would just do it. And like the piano <laughs> nice. player would just play it because they're just so pro just like, all right, cool, let's do it. Started hitting the, the keys, and then he started hitting the vocals, and I was just like, damn, I feel like he's singing right to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was super chill. It was super chill. But then, like, so that's my new gig right now. That's what I'm just doing. And uh, I actually just got a phone call yesterday. Uh, so then I'm going to do another thing for Google, and I'm styling it out. So, like, um, it's like my new little world, and I'm, I'm – I'm a little confused because it happens so quickly, and I'm like, "Is this my thing?" And I'm like, "It is my thing. I'm good at this," but um, I still have like this this little fire burning inside me right now for my paintings. Well, I don't so. think
0: you know. I don't think one thing like yeah. that can be your thing. Like, yeah, that can definitely be your thing. You can say it affirmatively. I think it's good and to have a ton of side exactly. gigs. Exactly, but it's is. like, or a ton of gigs, just Legs. gigs. Yeah. Um, do you know?
1: You're the dude right now doing it too. You got so many
0: gigs, bro. I love it. Well, I'm just uh, trying, but yeah. You know, do you know Joe Rogan at all? Yeah, yeah. He's somebody I I look at. There's like a lot of comedy cats, but he's somebody like he's he has one of the top podcasts. Um, he's been doing it. Yeah, he's a comedian. Right, totally. He's done acting back in the day, even though that's not something that he particularly. But, but, or his, but his
1: podcast really blew up, right? Oh, his it? is, it's, it's, it's dope. It's, it's up there, yeah.
0: Um, But he also still, like, announces for the UFC. Yeah. He still does live comedy, like, on the regular. He grinds. Like, yeah. And it's like, I think, depending on what type of artist you are, but particularly here in New York, I feel like that's the type of you have artist to. that gravitates to New York and, like, Bushwick. Yeah. You have people that do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and you're, like, you're... One of them. So that's it's it's great funny. to have you on here. Thank you, you know?
1: thank you. Um, uh, I I remember you started talking about this show, and I was like super pumped because like I'm really into podcasts too. I'm a, kind of addicted to like the uh, the horror ones. Oh yeah, like the true crimes, um, and uh, yeah, I be freaking myself out sometimes driving on this. Like when like uh, I was driving across country. I was like, man, I'm really into these crime things, but I got to stop. I need, like, a turn-off switch. I was like, by 8 o'clock, I got to stop listening to this and listen to some comedy because you be driving on them dark roads, and then you're like, damn, what if I bottom out right now? I'm like, damn. I'm in the middle of, like, Arizona. Yeah, it gets real. Yeah, it gets real real. I got trapped in some um, thunderstorms when I was driving through Vegas, and I could see, like, the Vegas lights way off in the distance, and I, uh, I... I did something. Where I was driving a little too quick. Well, what happens is you have like these roads. They go up and down. These little hills. It makes you nauseous because they're really quick. It's not like you slowly drive up a hill and then you slowly drive down. You're just like on this this one long road that some asshole felt like building like a fucking roller coaster, <laughs> and it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. I think it's like a way to like not drive, like, yeah. speed. But it's, it's, it's a fucking obnoxious, but what happens is that they have such big windstorms that sand will blow in between where the hill is going, like the dip, and then what happens is that when your car is going down, the sand is there, and the sand's not supposed to be there, so your, your front of your car or van, which dips into, dips into the sand, you bottom out really quickly, because you're just like, you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and then, boom, I bottomed out, and like, uh my girl looked at me and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo, it wasn't me. I promise it wasn't me. I wasn't, I wasn't driving too quickly. And cause like, it's her joint, you know? Like, <laughs> And, um, I just started hearing it's like, I'm like, Oh my God. And then like this, this sandstorm started coming from the right. And then from the left is like a lightning storm. And then, um, I, I think I was almost like running out of gas too. Not, not quite, but like, I was like, yo, I might run out of gas. Cause I'm just like driving. And I'm like, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you. I was like, I'm gonna have to eat my girlfriend. <laughs> That's the first thing I started thinking about because I get hungry, dude. And yeah. I'm just like, she's the first to go. Survival man. Yeah. You know, yeah, tactics. I, cu- I could have walked a couple miles, but you know, I I could think of, I'm smart, I think ahead. I was like, She's tasty, you gobble her up. I'm sorry, I went really I'm bad. not endorsing <laughs> cannibalism. I
0: just wanna say that real quick as an official Yeah, know, I'm policy just goofing. here. I'm just
1: I'm just joking. But uh,
0: but no, it gets. Did you see the video recently of the tornado? Um, oh man, this tornado, I'm trying to think where it was, Uh, I can't remember where it was, but it's like they're on the freeway and (laughs) trying to outrun a tornado. And you see it, and they're like, like they're commenting. There's probably were were they searching for the the tornado? No, no, they were just no, they were not searching for the tornado, (laughs) the tornado was Was there, so they're trying to like outrun it. It sounded like maybe like college kids or something. Oh, you know, they're ha hot. Or, man, <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. Like, it was so real. They, no, they got hit.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, I hope it not. Like, they man. got
0: thrown off the road. I oh, think no. they survived. Um, okay, I hope so. I'm pretty sure they did. Like, I'm 95% yeah, sure. Yeah, you they know. Did. Um, but yeah, no, they got they got footage of this tornado, like, hitting their car and Yo, throwing Jesus them off the bitch. road.
1: Yeah. But that's like the thing about nowadays. Like I was talking about like technology, you can just you can just capture anything. Yeah. Yo, talking about technology, um, and I was talking about how I like listened to it. like the horror the horror podcast. I I, I got really caught up on the Mothman. That's the it's I, like the this, Mothman prophecies. The Moth they Man did a prophecy. movie about that before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like um, this podcast did this little thing about him and started talking about it, and. Uh, it's funny because, like, there's been sightings about it for years and years and years, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the last sighting was in Chicago, I believe. And, but then you look it up and you're like, all these sightings, everyone's got a fucking cell phone nowadays. Just take a picture of this dude. But nobody can get one. I was like, whatever, whatever.
0: But it's still funny. Wait, so it's an actual dude? People have like a it's
1: like a thing. Mythical... It's like a dude that looks like a moth. So he like flies? a Bigfoot
0: type It's like a Bigfoot. Or type oh, that sounds like Jeepers Creepers, actually. It is.
1: It's I literally think of when you hear talk like if you hear people talk about the Mothman, it goes right to Jeepers Creepers to me. Yeah. Like the movie.
0: Who made that movie? The Rob Zombie? I don't know, No, I don't think Rob Zombie. No. He no. made some I was not a fan of Jeepers creepers, by the way. Like, but that's
1: a that's about like the dude it that drives the
0: truck. That's real quick and That part I liked. That's how it starts.
1: <laughs> nah, that's then the, that's g- the real scary part, <laughs> yeah. bro. You're on the road and some <laughs> motherfucker drives up on your ass and starts honking a horn. That's the real part. That's the part that's really scary. That was the scary part. That's the real shit. Like Meat
0: Meatloaf did a movie about that where he like played this crazy trucker um who was like Going after people. That oh, to yeah. me, man, as a brother, man, yes. Yeah. That You're scary like, trucker, no. That's that's the that's the horror part right there. <laughs> that's the scary part.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, I'm not stopping. No. I don't care. No, nope. no sir. I don't uh-uh. care if your your car's on fire. So
0: that's the problem with Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> is it didn't make any sense, man. It didn't make any sense. Like
1: it didn't make sense. Yeah. He only but came I don't know.
0: Much to my chagrin, they've made two or three sequels i don't know did they yeah they definitely made one sequel
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know what's the last scary movie i've seen oh fuck that know what i saw last night what that new movie you were never really there with joaquin phoenix oh i'm not there i'm not no it's like no wait it's it's another one because he did was it i'm not there before
0: where he like goes and becomes a rapper you know what?
1: I think you're right. It was that. It was I'm not there. And holy shit. And his new movie is You Were Never There. He's got So a, there's a new Yeah, but this one's like totally different and it's it's great. It's kind of amazing. It's shot it's shot perfectly and like he's just like this dude that's kind of like a hired hitman and things just kinda of go wrong. It's just like one of those classic like um uh revenge movies or like and but it's kind of great. In, um, and in a way where he, he, he acts really well, he, he does a great job. It's shot beautifully. And he's totally got like this uh, dad look. And I think I, I'm, I'm like, yo, Joaquin Phoenix really pulling this look off really well. He's just totally got, like the dad bod. You know, he's got muscle under like the the thickness of his skin. And I'm like, yo, this is really working for him. And I was like, I look like this guy. And I was like, you know, checking out the ladies in the movie. I was checking out my girl. I was like, she's in the Joaquin Phoenix in this total dad bod. And I was like, yo. Big ups to Joaquin making us us normal dudes look good, <laughs> you know, because like he's and, and like even the way he dresses, it's just like he's got like dad jeans on. He, I think it's funny because he kills people. Spoiler alert with a ball peen hammer. And then like I was like, I don't even know if they do this on purpose, but Homeboy's wearing carpenter pants with like the li- <laughs> with like the little loop where like you would put like a hammer. Yeah. But it's not like. Oh hey, look at me, my, my my murder gear. It's just like it's just like a coincidence. I was yeah. like, damn, is that a coincidence though? I was like, he's wearing dad jeans with a little loop, carpenter pants, and he's killing people with a hammer. I don't know. But homie's point it off, making us normal dudes look good.
0: He, he chokes <laughs> out these cops
1: in the movie, bro. It's crazy. It's a good it's a good flick. Go check it out. Go check it out.
0: You What's said that's called I Was Never There? Oh, man, what
1: the hell? I'm was the new walking Phoenix movie. <laughs> Why know am I that? so bad? New new Joaquin. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm sorry. I'm going to get no dead air time on you, baby. All um, good, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, like, no. I'm trying Wait, to think of the last... I saw it at Nighthawk, which is amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Nighthawk. Shout out to Nighthawk. Uh, you know they do... Um, I got there like 30 minutes, because you got to, um, to get some seats, because it's just like, you know, it's a free-for-all. And they had the thing up there, and it was like anybody can send in a short film to them and they'll play it before like the movie starts and they do a great job at it. Let's do it, bro. It's super, let's it's do it, super, man. You like, trying to do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do it. Call
0: up Shane. Actually, we'll edit let's the, do it. Let's remember do the it. movie, me, you and Shane, uh, filmed a couple years ago on top of, a uh, top of your building.
1: Oh my, <laughs> God. oh my God. I forgot about that. You were there. I was there. Yep. Shane was wow. filming, man. Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That, I totally forgot about that. Oh man. That thing is. Oof. Perfection. Perfection. That's why I'm breathing. so I don't know. Like it's so perfect.
0: I, was, I don't know if we can release it to the world. It's
1: Oscar worthy. I know that.
0: I know, but I think it might be,
1: I feel good about it.
0: I, feel, I think it might I mean, be, time. I feel great about it. It might, it be, might time.
1: be time. might to, be time. Yeah. Share, share the wealth,
0: you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, you were never really here. You were never really here. That's the, that's the new Joaquin Phoenix joint that I saw. Anyways, it was good. I had some veggie burger. Oh, I got mad sick in Mexico it, it kind of changed Mexico. I went to Mexico. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've been busy.
0: We're, we're catching up yeah. for people listening. We're me and Jason Palmieri are catching up for real in real time. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. I hope Definitely. you're enjoying it as much as we are. <laughs> um, I love this guy. This is a brother. Um, yeah.
1: We're good people. He's great. But, uh,
0: yeah. So you were in Mexico,
1: went to Mexico, um, what part of Mexico? Uh, I went
0: to. Um, oh, I remember. This is after you guys were down in South by Southwest also. South by Southwest. Things. And then we
1: did the things. And then I also. And then you had time. Then I had some time. Actually,
0: I talked to your girl about that. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Had some time. Her birthday was coming up. So I was like, let's just go to Mexico. Um, so we started off in like. Uh, we went straight to like uh, Cozumel which I like because it's like that little island. And uh, if you go to one side of it, it's just dead. And there's nobody there. And there's like a couple great little hole in the wall, uh, like restaurants, whatever you want to call them. Just like, it's like a bar, no walls. And like two dudes like serving like Palomas and you just sit there and you watch the sun go down and you just chill and it's super great. And then we went to like uh, Tulum area. Long story short, uh, we did our thing. We got some roadside chicken. Uh, and uh, and we've done it before like this one joint and it's delicious. It's this dude just like cooking over like this big grill and you get you, you, you grab that chicken and then they give you all the sides and the sides are like a little crazy it's like black beans, but it's like black water. It's not even beans. It's like it's like this black water. It's delicious. And you get like this cabbage. It's like bean juice. It's just bean juice. It's yep. dead ass bean juice. And then you get like this cabbage, and then you get spaghetti. It's like straight up like mom spaghetti. Nice, man. And you got all the- But all we the... fucked up because we ate the cabbage. And like- Oh. Yeah.
0: Montezuma's Montezuma, revenge. Montezuma,
1: bro. So um, I didn't have like an appetite after like a couple of days. Like it lasted- so, I was like, I'm just gonna change my diet. So, I haven't eaten pork, beef, meat. Oh, wow. Nothing for like uh, almost like a month now. So, I'm just living that life right Are now. Are you eating fish? I, I, st- I was starting off like eating, f- still eating some fish. Um, but I kind of feel like I can get rid of that too. So, you think about going vegetarian? Just vegetarian. Okay. Yeah. Just makes me feel better. Cool. Yeah. And it's really weird because, like, most of my paintings are all about, like, animals. Yeah. And I've never really aimed to do that. But after a while, um, I Get started... thinking. It started getting me thinking, but not even that. Like, I started being, like, people are like, are you, like, a big animal lover? And I was like, not really. Like, <laughs> it just was easy to um, take my artwork and relate it through um, animals for some reason. Like, the eyes of animals or, like, the emotions or, like, just the feeling that you would get when you looked at, like, a, like a, like a dead rabbit or something like that. And um, I don't – it was just, like, a way of, like, uh, telling a story. Um, and people were like, yo, this is, like, the farm dude. This is like, – <laughs> this dude's, like, always drawing paintings or, like, painting paintings of, like, animals. And people would ask me questions because, like, I was doing, like, a lot of birds for a while. And then I was like, yo, I'm going to stop doing birds just cause like, I don't want to be named as like the dude that just does bird paintings. And, uh, yeah. Then I was doing like the, the, the pig, the rabbit and like, everything was like looking really great. And I was like, I don't know how to stop painting animals. Like, it was just like, I don't know how to like, like do cause like the way I paint, it's like this grittiness. And then I was just like, it was just easier to, uh, relate an emotion through an animal than, like, drawing or painting or having, like, an illustration of, like, a human being. Because I think, like, you could look at, like, a painting of, like, a person that you've never seen before, and you can get, like, a certain emotion out of, like, the, the facial features, but I thought it was, like, almost easier because everybody recognizes, like, the face of, like, an animal. It was, like, easier that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was trying to, like, portray that through, like, the eyes of the animals or, like painting a picture of, like, the rabbit without any eyes, and then, like, hanging it a certain way. Was it leaping? Was it hanging? Was it a stuffed animal? Was it, like, whatever? And so people would have all these questions, and I would answer them, and it really just became, like, the way I would paint it with, like, the scrape or the paint splatter. And it was all about, like, the movement of it also, of, like, my hand throughout the painting, throughout, like, the scrape work. And, like, I always wanted to, like... I love how this whole conversation came back to painting, and I always wanted to like just um, put a little bit of like the grittiness of like the streets of New York City because it all changed when I moved to New York City, my like my painting, and like what I was trying to do. And like I remember like growing up, my mom was like, "You need to grasp," or like other artists were like, "You need to grasp a style," and I didn't understand what they were saying because I was like, "What do you mean a style? Like I just paint, and that's what I do, or I do this." And like everything's my style, and I totally understood what they said because no one like it was hard to get like recognized if you were just all over the board. You kind of had to stick to one thing when it came to like the artwork with the painting, which I kind of felt like was unfair. But it is kind of the only way that it did work. Um, so I started doing like these shapes at first, and then I took these shapes, and then I added all these different colors, and then I didn't like that. And deadass, I met. This girl, and I lived on 107th Street in Manhattan. And I thought I was like the dude. I was like, yeah, you know, that's how, you know, I was young. I was young, guys. I'm I'm older and more mature now. I'm smarter, some would say. And uh, I met this girl, and I was like, hey, how you doing, blah, blah. And she's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm an artist, you know, such (laughs) a nerd, such a loser. And I was like, yeah, I'm an artist. I just moved here from Baltimore. And she was like, oh, yeah, what kind of art you do? She's like, I should, she's like, I'd like to come and see it sometime. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no no worries, let's do this. And we started hanging out, and we were hanging out for, like, a week. And she's like, yeah, what's up with that art? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should see some of my art sometime. And then, like, I think like another week passed by. And she was like, what's up with that art? And I had art, but it was just, like, kind of all over the place. And I did think that I was, like, a good artist. You know, this is years ago, too. And, like, you know, so... I was like, boom, here you go. Showed her my portfolio, showed her what I was working on. And she was like, cool, cool. She was like, yo, I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> Serious. And I was Waker. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she was like, hardcore. I was like, she was, and she was like from Brooklyn. And uh, I was in, I was just, I just moved into Manhattan. And um, it's all like, you know, this young childhood. Goofiness and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she's like, no, we can like kick it. We can hang out. She's like, but if you're like going out and saying like you're an artist, you really gotta pay more attention. She's like, we've been hanging out for like a month, but like you have like a lot of like uh like the way you talk, the way you act, the way we hang out. She's like, it's all there. Like you're a fun dude, but like none of it's showing in your artwork. And I was like, Got him. She was like, totally right. I was like, oh shit. And it hurt. And I was like, wait. I was like, no, I can I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she was like, yo, take like a month off. Like, me and you will like, kind of like stop talking for like, uh, like a couple weeks or a month. She's like, you do a painting that like represents you where you shine and we can talk. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, damn. And uh, so then I just really thought about it. And it was like on my mind, it was like something that I... I, I knew in myself, and but like nobody ever really told me. And she was totally right. So I had to like take a minute, plus she was like cute. And I really, <laughs> yo, I was like brand new to New York and I wanted to kick it. And I was like, I can do this. And I remember, and I had the smallest fucking room and I lived on 107th Street in Columbus. And my room, like when you open the door, it hit my bed. And my bed touched three walls. The bottom touched the one wall. The right-hand side touched a wall. And then my head touched a wall. Like, that's how small my apartment was. And I remember getting, like, a decent kind of big canvas. And it, like, like, it took up the whole spot. And I did this painting. And I did a painting that was on my mind. And I was, like, doodling it wherever I was at. And it was, like, totally different. And it was totally obscure. And it was totally not me, but it was me. It was like in my mind. And I was like, can I do this? Can I really? And that's the problem with me. A lot of the times it's like, I have like a, like, like a visual in my mind mm-hmm. in my head. And I'm like, how do I relate that to my hands and make my hands do what's in my head? And uh, I kind of just started working with it, working the paint. And it really wasn't coming through and it wasn't coming through. And there wasn't no room for me to paint. There was no room for me to have like an easel. So then I started like laying the painting directly onto the ground. And then I remember when I left, my grandfather, it's funny, my grandfather comes back in the story. He, you know, he was at that age, you know, old people, when they get old and they start thinking they're dying like tomorrow. So they start giving you shit. And he gave me like all of his ink, this old ink, because he used to write music, because he was a musician. So he gave me all this, 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 this these antique pens and this ink and then I started taking the ink and I started putting it on the canvas and I was just like using what I had I didn't have a lot of money and I'm just like adding and adding and scraping and working and then going in with like the ink and then I was drawing on top of the painting adding like the illustration to like the scrape work and then the splatter work because I didn't want the drip so then I was painting onto the ground and the gravity was taking over and then the ink wasn't drying because it was like you know just learning 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 uh, cause like, you know, ink doesn't dry that well on canvas, but these are like all, you know, this is years ago, these are all learning curves. And but then I stepped back and I was like, yo, this fucking painting is sick. And I don't care if this girl likes it, I like it. And then I showed it to her, yeah, and she's like, Bro, this can work. She's like, This can work and we can work. She was like, This is hot. And I was like, Yeah, this is this is hot. And then I was like, no, this is gonna work. And then from there on it did. And then it stuck with me. And then, like, I never had an easel ever again in my life. And then I've always been painting directly onto the ground. And it gets difficult, too, the bigger I go. It's just like I'm laying next to this canvas like it's my my, my wife.
0: Well, up until, I mean, you do murals, too. I do murals, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think that was great right there. I think that's probably a great way to kind of bring this all together. Um, I would take from that also... For people listening, if you're a new artist, if you're an old artist looking for new inspiration and insights, um, but particularly the new artists, like new artists want to come to New York and get in the art scene, like Jay did some uh, few years ago. <laughs> um, basically, it's like, yeah, talent is first of all, you're enough. So come if you want to do it. Like come to Just New do York. It. That's the thing. You'll
1: learn a lot. You will learn
0: a lot of these lessons.
1: You're gonna work hard, but then one day you're gonna be like. I can stop working and just, you know,
0: start doing, or you realize you're working towards something. And it's like, basically understand this is not a warning or a discouragement not to come to New York, but understand that you're going (laughs) to learn, you're going to learn these lessons if you stay. But like some of those lessons right there, I think are talent alone is not enough. Um, talking alone is not enough. It's, it's you have to do more than you think and you you have to to push yourself farther than you think you have to push yourself farther than you think you're capable of. And you'll discover things that will push you even farther and give you a realization and a perspective on Yeah, life in New York City is
1: going to let you down a lot, but then, you know, you conquer that and then you're going to, you're going to get elevated a a lot of lessons.
0: Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty good to leave it there. How you feel about that, man? I feel good. And you know, like you were worried about this, but um I definitely want to have you back on here, have these conversations. Um Peace. Maybe I love we'll have it. you and you and your lady. Ilana, Iyana?
1: Niana. Niana. See, yeah. I fucked it all up. No, everyone fucks it up. It's crazy how much people fuck it up. And then it's crazy. Well, when I first knew her when I first learned her name too, I was like, I was like, Nay, what <laughs> she was like no and she's so used to it it's just like neon but then after you you know you hang out with her for a minute you're like oh yeah like, neana neana but like yeah everywhere we go people are, and i'm just like yeah it's like neon sign oh and it's not it's not that neon. hard i just
0: for me i just you know for me i haven't really sat down and talked to her um so for me she's like oh jason's new girl who's like for sure taking her away from the taking know, him away from new york all the time I know. I'm, I but him,
1: i I'm, I'm organizing like some hangout <laughs> gigs with everybody i kind of feel like how every, i kind of feel like that's how everyone's feeling too but so like, but
0: but i hope everybody listening understands like we love jason Mary. this guy's a dope artist and um thank you again for coming on thanks for inviting me i plan on having you back if you're down and be back yeah and totes. uh do you have any final thoughts or
1: things that you might want to share with um, people listening? You know what? Uh, I just want to say that you're a great guy. And throughout the years I've known you, I've only known you to just push yourself further and further and just strive. And like, you know, if, if something doesn't work out for you, you're like, no worries. I got something else. And I just really uh, appreciate uh, everything you're doing right here for uh, the community. And uh, thanks for having me on. That's
0: really it. Thank you very much, brother. Now let's go take some pictures with some bear wolves. Let's run up it. the painted mural you painted.
1: Yo, let's buy some lingerie. I'm going to try it on for you. Yeah.
0: All right, man. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just. So, that was my conversation with the great Jason Palmieri. You can find the show notes online at bushwickvarietyshow.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and on social media. Holler at a scholar. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Peace.